The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's small business initiatives are made possible by our small business program investors. Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. and drums, you know it's time for the Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator, powered by Evergy. Join us as we explore the world of business, leadership, and entrepreneurship in Wichita. Learn from local business leaders and owners on how they have built and grown their companies and the challenges and opportunities they met along the way. Coming to you from the Evergy Room at the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Here are your hosts, Don Sherman and Ebony Clemens Ajibalande. Welcome to another exciting edition of WCBA, powered, of course, by Evergy. First, thank you for listening. Don't forget to like us, love us, share us. We truly appreciate you checking us out in the house today. Corporate Caters E. That's right. We have Ben Arnold in the house. How's it going? Very good. Thank you. Yes, it is going very well because he brought us some snacks, I know. everyone. I know. Oh, my gosh. Can you let him explain what he brought? Oh, well, yeah. But first, can you okay. introduce yourself? Sure. Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Tell us what you do. Okay. That's right there. I can see it. <laughs> Go ahead, Ben. You're a man after my own heart. <laughs> give me the food. We'll talk later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'll shut uh, up. So Ben Arnold, owner-operator of Corporate Caters of Wichita for the past 23 years. Wow. A creator. And then also AVI C-Bar and Shop House across the street. Took me a long time to drive here. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, welcome. You made it safely. <laughs> yep. 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 And then we also operate the Entrust Bank Executive Dining Room yep. as well as the Employee Cafe that they have in the basement, which is open to employees only, or if you're escorted in by an employee, you can get in and go have one of my lunches. But How long have you been at Entrust? We have been at Entrust since 2015, so that makes it seven years now. Okay. okay. And is there a secret menu there in the employee cafe? The best thing about the cafe is they do have a set menu, but I do specials every single day, both breakfast and lunch, oh, and wow. that's what they love. So. If I do quesadillas, for instance, I better bring 75 orders of quesadillas because they're going to knock the door down just to get to them. So this morning special breakfast was banana foster French toast. Ooh. And wow. It just moves a different special every single day for lunch. And then I run a weekly breakfast special as well as a small set menu for them. So does Charlie or Gary Schmidt have their own plate, their own meal? Gary Schmidt actually eats the very same thing every single day. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the crispy chicken tender salad. Nice. And when, I, when I see that order come across, I know, you know exactly what it is. Yeah. You already know. That is funny. Excellent. Excellent. So, 23 years, corporate caterers, AVI since what year did 2011. it 2011. 2011. Yeah. You've been in the Wichita game for some time. Yes. You actually, you're not a native of Wichita, but you moved no. here like in the 90s, right? Yes, 95. 95. What brought you to Wichita? Amarillo Grill. Oh, oh wow. yeah, that was my spot <laughs> back in the day. Oh, wow. Yep. So is that how you started in this business? How'd you get started? Oh, I started in business when I was 11 years old, which makes me 32 now. Okay, I'm going to go with that. (laughs) (laughs) So 49 years I've been in the food service industry. My very first job was 
My mother was breaking in to the railroad in East Texas, Texarkana, so she would have to be on call all the time. She needed a flexible job around it, so she would either bartend at night. She was a breakfast waitress, lunch waitress, doing anything. She was also going to college in the afternoon as well. So she would have jobs at these places, and they would need somebody to help. And I raised my hand and went to work with her. And my very first spot was actually in a nightclub, and I was the dishwasher. Oh, wow. So the, the staff would actually knock on the window, raise the window up, push the tray of glasses through. I'd wash them, polish them, put them back on the tray. And the, that was on a Friday night. On Saturday, I only worked during the summertime. But on Saturday night, I came in, and the window was painted. And I was going, why is the window painted? He felt subconscious about having an 11-year-old in there oh, at 2 a.m. in the morning washing dishes. Yeah. Wow. So he painted the window, so he told me to duck when somebody <laughs> knocked on the window so he wouldn't see me. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> and I made, I made 75 cents an hour. That's big time. Hey, there you go. <laughs> big time. From 75 cents an hour to ownership. Yep. Isn't that something? Yep. yep. Okay, so you started there. So I hear that there's something that I need to understand or that the listeners need to understand about a Dodge and Trepid. Oh, yes. Yeah. So fast forward, a lot of jobs from busing tables, waiting, bartending, management, area director, general manager. I just rose to the ranks. I worked for companies such as Lone Star, Spaghetti Warehouse, Houston's Restaurant, California Dreaming Out on the All East Coast. Them. So yeah. 13 cities in 11 years. Wow. Traveling with four kids. Wow. So in July 4th, 1999, I decided that I would become the worst boss I've ever worked for. Me. <laughs> so I had a Dodge Intrepid. I put together a business plan and had a Dodge Intrepid with $30,000 in the bank. I had four chafing dishes, two ice chests, and I started. And I did wow. my very first catering the second week of January. did very few between then and April, but once April hit, the lights were on and we took off. So did you have your own kitchen, or was there a community kitchen, or those testing kitchens, or how did that work back then? In the beginning, I didn't have the income to lease a full kitchen, so I had someone who was operating a restaurant, and I subleased their kitchen based upon a percentage of my sales, mm. which was perfect, because if I did $500 this week, I could pay him 50 bucks. If yeah. I did mm-hmm. 5000 I could pay him 500 bucks. So the more I used his facility, the more I paid him. And that worked really, really well until August, until I was doing about $1,700, $2,000 a week in sales. Oh, wow. And said, yeah, it's rent's a little high now. I can afford my home. <laughs> <laughs> That's big time. So one intrepid now to multiple businesses. Yes. So within three years, we are... We were up to 250 employees and 10 delivery vehicles. Wait, within three years? Three years, yeah. We doubled our business every single year, all the way up until 2006, and then we started leveling off with a 20 to 30% sales increase. Wow. And what company was that? Just Corporate Caterers. The Corporate Caterers. Yeah, and the name Corporate Caterers came about because my research told me if you're going to get married or you're planning a company event, you don't talk to someone on Monday about Saturday. You talk to someone on Monday about six months, seven months, nine months from now. So I named it Corporate Caterers because I knew that the pharmaceutical market was huge at that time. They could spend all the money they wanted to spend on all the doctors and nurses, mm-hmm. have all these events. So I called it Corporate Caterers, and I specifically attacked the entire pharmaceutical market mm. in the Wichita area, all the way from Ark City to Salina. Right. And I was hitting every single, I knew every facility by their address mm-hmm. after the second year. And it was immediate <laughs> cash income that was flowing through the door because they would call you at 7 p.m. on 
Tuesday and say, I've got a breakfast in Ark City tomorrow morning at 8 a.m., can you do it? Mm-hmm. The answer is yes. What's the question? <laughs> Back on Houston's not like, was that the Houston's that was in Dallas? Yeah, they were actually based out of Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. The Houston's in Texas actually were the fifth and sixth restaurant of the chain. Okay. The first restaurants were Nashville and the surrounding areas of Tennessee. George Bill, who was an old steak and ale guy from the 70s, partnered with another guy who was a steak and ale guy from the 70s in their heyday. And we had a steak and ale here. It was gone before right. I got here. But that was a very, very strong concept. And he created Houston's Restaurant. Well, is it still around? It is. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know that much about him anymore. I don't. Yeah. I used to follow up and chase the news about all the new things happening mm-hmm. and all the new restaurants opening and the expansions and so on. And I as I got older, I realized that the grass in my yard is hard enough to mow. Why, right, why right. worry about what the neighbor's grass yeah. is doing? Exactly. <laughs> Houston's was really, really good. I went when I was in Dallas all the time. So you've been in business a while. What kind of culture are you trying to establish at Corporate slash ABI? Well, one is I want it to be an easy work environment. So what I mean by that specifically is as an employee, it shouldn't be a hassle to have to go to work. Mm. So when we started on corporate cater side, we actually set up a Facebook page. A Facebook page is just what we call weekend warriors. So it's people who have everyday real jobs, mm-hmm. students, college students, high school students, stay-at-home moms and dads, somebody who's looking for just a little extra income from time to time. And we post this information out on Facebook, and they can literally sign up when they want to sign up. So if I say I have 180 employees, I probably only have 40 to 60 of them that will continuously work for me on a Mm -hmm. week-to-week-out basis. The majority of them will just pick up shifts. So if I'm a college student and I go away to college, I come back in the summertime or during the holiday season, they'll come to work for me during that time period, and then they'll disappear again. Mm-hmm. And nice. so they can, they can, it's basically a part-time job that you only show up to when you say, I want to work that day. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Don, can we do that? Yeah. Uh, I think and you started. <laughs> I think you're asking after you didn't already started that, but that's okay. I'm down with it. Are you successful? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. How do you define that? I have finally reached that point in life where I understood then, because I was going to go to Baker University. Okay. So I started corporate caterers. I signed on to Baker University, and I tell everyone that it's a lot more fun when you pay for it out of your own pocket than when it's given to you for free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's the lesson I had learned the hard way. Mm. But the I went to school for two years, and then at that point realized that I'm in a sandbox every single day. I get up, get dressed, and I go play in a sandbox. I don't work eight hours a day or 10 hours a day and go, wow, I just worked 10 hours a day. I'm having fun, mm-hmm. and it's a passion, and it's a love. And so I try to express that and show that to anyone who meets me or works for me, is that this is something more than just a job mm-hmm. that puts money in the bank for us to pay our home mortgage, electric bill, rent, car payments, and so on. So I'm doing something that I knew at that moment I would be doing for the rest of my life. That's awesome. What made you think that you would be successful when you decided to put up your own shingle and do this? When you rolling around and intrepid and all that, mm-hmm. how did you think you was going to be successful? Earlier, I, I mentioned I, I literally only had thirty thousand dollars right. to start this company, so it wasn't a lot of money. So I couldn't afford brick and mortar per se. I couldn't go out and buy a forty-five thousand dollar van. equipment, so I managed what I had. There were weeks where I literally made two, $300 in income in a week. 
I could have been a bartender or server in any restaurant in town and could have done that in a day. But I knew that my desire and my passion was going to get me there. Uh-huh. Okay. And every single day, step by step. Did you think it would be like it is today? No. No, not at all. I didn't think it would be like it was five years after I started, ten years after I started. Wow. So I've continued to surprise myself. Wow. And then, of course, COVID hit, and that was probably one of the most challenging things I've ever experience in my life in any aspect of working for someone or working for myself. And that's a good, yeah, I was going to ask that. Explain, I mean, because you got the catering part and you got brick and mortar. How did COVID affect both? Did they affect them both equally or did one go, I guess, for lack of a better word, go down farther than the other when it comes to sales? And they both did. It It was catastrophic on all levels. I mean, we, the catering business, obviously, we were coming out of 2019 with a record year trying to slow the business down. Everybody says that. So we were actually in that time period for the three years before that trying to get the business to move slower, increasing our minimums, and then cherry-picking the events that we want to do, not being everywhere but being somewhere. Okay. And so when that hit, it was just literally as if the light switch went on and the room was empty. Wow. And the phone, and it was there was a stack on my office manager's desk about two inches, and it took only a week for all the cancellations to come through. And it was from all of the events we do at the Jury Hotel, which are a lot of conferences, right, right, meetings, right. all gone. Oh, my God. So uh, that, and that was a catering part. Yes, catering part. The restaurant, okay. of course, all the restaurants closed, right. all the business closed, but we did not because we were deemed necessary because the Jury Hotel would right. house all of the right. – flight crews that came through so the flight crews needed some place to eat so we were ah, we were okay. we stood open but we could only seat 10 people at a time wow so it started off hanging on to as many employees as i can hanging on to managers got to the point to where financially i said okay if we're going to survive this i'm going to have to unlock the door in the morning and lock it at night and i had two cooks that were still on the schedule and i had three servers that were still on the schedule wow at that wow. point so a staff that would normally be 17 uh, servers and 12 cooks dishwashers just completely wiped out and one more question before we go to break um when that happened look like a double dose or double barrel however you want to say mm. how did you feel at that time i mean can you give the listeners an idea as an owner of two businesses that mm. for lack of a better word are tanking how did you feel what was yeah. it anxiety or it was, a, it was a lot of anxiety but it was also i was resolved that it wasn't going to get me by the time I was done, the losses calculated close to a million dollars over two and a half years. Wow. But in the beginning, I said, here's what I'm going to do. And so my daughter lives in Oklahoma City, and she said, hey, I just got this email from this caterer. And look what they're doing, a survival kit. Okay. And so I looked at what they're putting in there, and I said, I can do better than that. So I put survival kits together that, if you remember, we didn't have toilet paper. Right. So it had, my survival kit had toilet paper, had hand towels, had sanitizer, had chicken, hamburger, eggs, the things you couldn't get in the store. The food supply companies were in the same boat I am in. I'm no longer buying groceries from them. They had warehouses full of groceries. They were just trying to give away. And so I was taking whatever I could get from them and then reselling it to the public. I almost created a store where you could walk in and buy 10 pounds, 5 pounds of hamburger, 10 pounds of chicken. Mm. I was doing everything I could. We delivered over $40,000 of survival kits over a two-week period in the beginning. Wow. Excellent. Yeah, so just anything it took to to keep kicking and keep running, I was going to do. I was not going to let it bring me down. 
Entrepreneurship 101. Yeah, that right there is a <laughs> wow. story within itself. My gosh. Whoa. That's pretty awesome. Well, friends, we're going to go hear a word from our sponsors, but we'll be back to hear more from Ben Arnold. Seeing the world of energy differently means looking forward and innovating now. It's why we've invested in a next-gen infrastructure, one capable of providing energy to you more dependably than anything before it. So you can focus on what matters most. Reliable, sustainable, affordable energy that puts you first. That's everything to us. Evergy, the utility company. At Coke, our Wichita roots run deep. As part of this community, we strive to build strong partnerships with local organizations and create opportunities for our hometown businesses and entrepreneurs. From teaching kids STEM to supporting community resources and funding grants for local educators, we're proud to support Wichita and the amazing work happening throughout our city. Interested in learning more? See how we do it at cokeict.com. That's K-O-C-H-I-C-T.com. Welcome back, friends. We're here with Ben Arnold, the wonderful, wonderful chef and owner of Corporate Caterers and AVI. So, Ben, tell us, how did you even begin AVI? Like, you were already doing a catering company, and then you decide, you know what? I miss the restaurant business. (laughs) (laughs) I miss the restaurant business like I miss a hole in my head. Yeah, yeah. So how did that happen? Uh, Well, I was already with the catering business. I was working for the Broadview Jury Hotel which was actually the operation before the jury leased the property from the city of Wichita and took over, spent $27 million renovating the property. So when the jury came in, they asked me to continue to stay with the stipulation of, we need you to have a restaurant. You can have all the banquets and all the food and beverage business in the hotel, but you have to put in a restaurant. And I went, no, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and two weeks go by, and I started thinking about it, thinking about it, so I think I can do this. So I signed on with them, and we put the restaurant in. So the name per se, and actually where the restaurant sets, used to be part of the banquet hall. So for those of us who are old enough, young enough to remember, um, (laughs) that banquet hall used to be L-shaped, and it sat up to 700 people, could be divided into four separate rooms. So my restaurant actually sets in the L shape, the bottom of the L. Mm. Um, the good news is they decided to put the swimming pool above my kitchen. So every day I'm in there cooking, I have about 80,000 gallons of chlorine water on top of my head. <laughs> Hopefully it stays there. Yes, right, yes. right, right. But we, we started the chosen name, of course, AVI, which a lot of people will say, oh, I love Avi. Ah. French restaurant. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, Arkansas Valley Interurban is the freight station that was actually on this property from 1910, 1911, oh, wow. all the way until 1941. And when you look up from Waco, the White Arch is still there with initials AVI in it, where everyone would enter into the freight station. So it was actually, in the beginning, it was a, a commuter rail system, and they had over 30,000 riders a month. But this was, again, in the early 1910, 1913. Mm-hmm. By the time the automobiles began to take over, by the 1920s, the ridership plummeted. And they went strictly to freight, went into bankruptcy once, came back out as only a freight company, and then finally disappeared in 1941. Wow. little piece of history there. Yeah. And so no, that's very fascinating. Thank you for sharing that story. And so just so we are clear, so corporate caterers, you do plates from what's the minimum up to, I mean, like a thousand or like 
well, beer, there, there's no such thing as a maximum. Oh, okay. Well, so, oh, there yeah. you go. Yeah. <laughs> so nice. we have, yeah, but over the years, I began to limit the number of caterings and also the size of caterings. So uh, as I'm getting older, wiser, um, the clothes that I, I once wore as a young man don't fit me anymore. So <laughs> I've started slowing that part of it down. But 75 is the minimum for during the week, 100 on the weekend. And of course, we do a lot of events for a thousand. We actually do the mm-hmm. the chamber event that's usually around six hundred to eight hundred people plated meal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a couple of events each year, a thousand, twelve hundred, and then I'm the food provider for the Wichita Open. So on any given day, I'll feed between forty five hundred and sixty five hundred people from three stationary kitchens I have on site at Crestview Country Club. It's impressive. It really, really is, Don. Yes, I've been doing this for a minute and very successful. Two-gun approach going on here with the catering and the restaurant. What's next? What's Ben going to be doing in five years? I will be in a tiki hut off the coast. (laughs) I was on my way to retirement before COVID hit. So I, yeah. Now, retirement to some people means I don't go to work anymore. Retirement to me is exactly what I'm doing, where I slow it down to the Mm -hmm. point that I can drive to Oklahoma City and see a couple of grandkids mm-hmm. and not have to worry about work. Take a weekend off. Take a small trip here, small trip there. So no longer working eight days a week. I'm okay. going to get it down to seven and a half. <laughs> nice. Seven and a half. So That's my future. I hear you. So if you can share, what's your succession plan look like? Is it a family business or is it a corporation? Mm-hmm. How's it situated? Yeah, it's a corporation, but my wife, and actually who we met in the restaurant business has been with me in the business for 18 years okay so she works in the office as well with our office manager i have six children who i've never allowed to work in the business because i know how hard the restaurant business can be Mm -hmm. so it anytime they wanted to come to work for me it was fine for a little bit of money but if it looked like it was going to get serious i put them at a table polishing three thousand pieces of silverware that that took care of it (laughs) that took care of it it. (laughs) no thanks dad excellent and one last question what's the best advice you've ever received the best advice i ever received is know what you don't know know what you don't know yeah if you're always asking yourself what you don't know about a situation I don't, if it's a recipe if it's an employee situation business opportunity you have to know what you don't know because you have to it's going to change everything in business is changing constantly and as long as you're looking for the answers to the questions that you don't have the answer to you'll be just fine okay I lied. One more question. What would you like to see different in Wichita? I mean, you've been successful here, but how can Wichita be better for the business person? I think Wichita has been extremely good to me. I've often told people that I don't know if I could have succeeded the way I've succeeded here in another city. I think it was a perfect match for me. I think the community is a very, very strong business background, Mm -hmm. business-oriented. I think there's some development that has been taking place over the last 15 years through downtown. I know Century 2 is on the next, over the horizon to, for all of us to do something with that. But I, I, there's nothing that I could say I would want Wichita or the people of Wichita surrounding area to do any different. I've been very, very lucky and very fortunate to have moved here in 95. Yeah. 
Excellent. E, do you have another question? I do not. I think what? it's time. No. Uh-uh. I think it's no time way. for some word association. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Well, you dealt with Ebony long enough, so it's time to have some fun. Can be rewarded for it. <laughs> it's a word association. Give you one word to give me one word back. It's not wrong because it's your word. There goes a corporate caterer's truck. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? How you time yeah, that? Yeah, you that timed that. He must have texted them. <laughs> Come by. I had him drive. I had him drive down three times. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah. You ready? Yep. Leader. Everyone. Success. Um. Hmm. Happiness. College. Important. Failure. (laughs) (laughs) Not an option. Entrepreneur. It's in all of us. Wichita. Love it. Vacation. Love it even more. Hero. Ooh, my grandfather. Chamber. Chamber, boy, that's a tough one. The Chamber, to me, is a... Very strong organization. I couldn't give you one answer, one okay. word answer. That very strong you're organization. Loud, if it's chamber, you're allowed on that because yeah. that's <laughs> why we're here. Family, family, the most important thing in the world. Fun, going to work every day. Last but not least, you got to tell the truth about it. Beverage, beverage. A day without vodka is a day I'll never know. Yeah. Ah! Thanks a lot, Ben, for yeah. showing up. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Can't wait to have some vodka with you oh, one yeah. day. <laughs> we got treats. We got yeah. treats. We're gonna can, eat it. Can you describe what those treats are? Yep. So I brought you the new and the old is a chicken salad taco, which uh, apparently there's something in there that people have to wake up in the middle of the night and figure out how they're going to get more chicken salad tacos. They are delicious. Wow. Uh, so okay. My just favorite. a little dish with a wonton, chicken salad, a little tomato, and a spinach on top. It does have cashews in it if anybody has a nut issue. And then the recent thing that it's been on the menu for a little over a week is a pork belly. That's my so favorite. I'm doing grilled Haven't pineapple had it yet, but pork it's belly. <laughs> it's marinated in an Asian chili pineapple sauce. Ooh. Ooh. And then a little bit of sauce on the side for the <laughs> dipping. So, Thank you. I'm sorry. Digress. Oh, yeah. He's so excited, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. He's like jumping up and down, like literally. I love pork belly. You and me both. Well, Ben, we are very appreciative of you and your time and all that you're doing for the Wichita community, all the events that you have catered, and all of the weight that you have made me gain. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> no, thank you so very much for being Absolutely. here. Well, you, I lost 40 pounds two years ago. You know how I did that? How? I quit eating my own food. You'd see that makes a difference, wow. doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, Too friends, funny. if you would, please make certain that you like this and share it and let us know who you want to hear from next. Till next time. Peace. The Wichita Chamber Business Accelerator is brought to you by the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce and is powered by Evergy. Visit wichitachamber.org for a list of the area leaders we've interviewed for this series. This show is part of the ICT Podcast Network. For more information, visit ictpod.net.
The Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce's Small Business Initiatives are made possible by our Small Business Program Investors, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Kansas, Cox Business, AGH CPAs and Advisors, United Healthcare, and Interest Bank. Thank you for your support of small businesses. If you are interested in learning more about small business investment, contact Angie Elliott at A-E-L-L-I-O-T-T at wichitachamber.org.